Second and victory. It is draft week for those that have not heard. If you also haven't heard, uh, nobody knows a clue how this draft's going to unfold. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a wild one. For three days, 32 NFL teams will try and find great players. Uh, I have found my two great players. They're always with me. My two co-hosts, <laughs> Brett Bachelor and Chris Carter. What's up, fellas? That was good. I Love like that. that. That was good, Austin. Listen, I feel like how's it going, intros, man? My intros have been have been pretty crappy as of late, so I thought you know I could I could be a little bit better. And we're gonna improvise tonight, uh, Brett. You're on a cell phone right now. I'm on a cell phone. My right. Wi-Fi's out. You're driving. You're driving back from uh, a very cool 104.5 golf tournament today, and uh, yes. Chris is in his comfort of his home right now, holding it down. Yeah, but it's happy to be it's back. It's wild with because austin austin literally lives in the neighborhood next to me has his entire neighborhood is apparently out without internet and then i'm sitting here pretty so what happened what happened just some internet outage uh i don't even know with at&t so shout out no for did y'all, did y'all get hit by the storms earlier today or no well, not it's been, really it's been down it's since good. last night for you right austin yeah this is early early oh, this morning uh, okay. So I think it, it had awesome. something else to do rather than the storms. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But uh, well, before we get into it and talk about the draft and everything leading up to it, um, very very excited to dive in that. We have a lot to get to. I just want to make sure everybody who listens, please pause the podcast and go subscribe to the Second Victory Podcast and what we do. We appreciate you guys more than you know. Make sure you are telling all your friends about it, Titans fans, NFL fans that you know that like, listen to podcasts, need a new podcast to listen to. This is the one to get to get on. Um, we are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com and 440 Sports. Uh, Broadway Sports Media, like I tell you every week, is the best place to get your latest Titans news and coverage from various writers. And uh, you can also get your Nashville SC and your Nashville Predators coverage there as well. Um, guys, I mean – Draft week for me, I'm, I'm always excited about it. Leading up to it, the months leading up to it, usually after the season ends, you take your time to decompress, be mad, be sad, or whatever happened, how the Titans into their season. As we know, this last year, it, it, it still stings. I think it's going to forever sting. But now you kind of re, you, yep. you're recharged, you're refocused. It's time to focus on the draft and put all your energy into who the Titans will take uh, on this draft weekend. And so – my question is for you, How? what's your excitement level on a 1 to 10? How excited are you for this draft? 11. 11? Yeah, I'm right there. 11. Wow. I'm right there 11. with him. I mean, the draft, The personally, the draft is like my favorite sporting event. Like, yeah. I love it so much. Um, the Super Bowl would be if the Titans ever played in it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, there's never it never fails that the Titans are involved in the draft. So, I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorite favorite sports things that happens. So I'm super excited. Yeah, it's man, it's just like one of the greatest one of the greatest like spectacles of, of sports that you can think of. Like you you're on your edge the entire the entire first round for sure. Like I mean, I can't tell you last year when the Titans drafted Caleb Farley, 
the year that, that, uh, that we thought the Titans might draft A.J. Brown, uh, the year that Marcus Mariota was drafted. It, for me, it's the – I'm always a big fan of surprises, whether I'm the one getting surprised or surprising other people. So I think for me, too, it's the surprise factor of you don't know what you're going to get, and literally anything can happen. I'm with you, Brett. The surprise factor, even the oh shit factor. Yes. Uh, meaning you just never know what teams are thinking. Um, will they package picks and trade up? Will they package picks and trade out? You're thinking, wow, you had this player right there in your lap and you traded out. Why didn't you grab him? It was a position of need. Or it's just a team like uh, the Eagles. That's usually the Eagles, for example. Jalen Hurts. They went to the playoffs with Jalen Hurts last year. What if they draft a quarterback? There's your oh shit moment of the draft. Yeah. It's just things like that that you just you never know what teams are thinking. You think you know, you have them mocked for this position. They have to go this position. Well, they give you other plans. They give you other idea of hey, we actually wanted this player instead. We have our he's number one on our big board. Yada yada yada. So um, excitement level for me, guys. I, I'm kind of like an a seven to eight this year. It's really more of like I'm nervous as hell is really what it comes yeah, down that, to. I have no idea what the Titans are thinking, what their mentality is right now. Are they going to stick I mean, to 26? And the crazy thing is, Austin, every fan in the NFL is saying that about their team right now. Yeah, like, this draft literally, can go in, this, this is the most – it's the most unpredictable draft I can remember. Um, I agree. The, we don't even know who the number one pick is, and it's this week. You know what I mean? So, um, and that never happens. So, yeah. it's uh, it's it's going to be. I th- I think it's going to be one of the most uh, exciting drafts, just from a standpoint that something is going to go down that everybody's going to be like, "Wait, what?" You know what I mean? Like a quarterback in the top ten, something like that. Yeah. It could happen. I mean, well, what does Carolina do at six? I believe it's six. Yep, six. Uh, yeah. A lot of question marks. I mean, there's so there's eight eight teams that have multiple first-round picks. There's eight teams that have zero first-round picks. That's insane. How wild is that? Eight. Man, holy cow. I would love if that one of those teams, one of those eight, were the uh, Tennessee Titans. Instead, they uh, they have a one pick and then another pick at ninety. As of now, things could change. As of, yeah, yeah. I, has, there been a, has there been a draft yet where J. Rob hasn't traded picks? I think Not he's traded. I, I don't think honestly. so. Yeah, I, yeah. Yep. And I just, is, you know, this is his seventh draft. Guys, that's like, insane. Crazy? Well, that's crazy, by. man. It has flown by, truly. He had a damn good first draft, and yeah, it's been did. kind of sh- shaky since. He's been up and down since. He's kind of gone. He's kind of gone good, and then okay, good, then okay. But that means that this year should be the the good one. So the good draft, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think he owes us one. That's what it comes down to. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive let's just let's second. just hope we get another. Let's hope we get another 2019 draft out of him. You can only hope, man. You can only hope. So something I do every draft night or every draft, yeah, the Thursday of every draft night. Uh, night I uh, I'm I'm tuned in. I got my my cold beer sitting in front of me. I'm like, I'm tuned in like two hours before the draft. I'm sitting there. I'm not moving, checking my phone to see what people are saying, seeing any new rumors that pop up on Twitter or whatnot. Um, 
but I have a bad, bad, bad. Uh, well, how do I even say this? I always check my phone during the draft. Like I check Twitter to see the picks before they actually happen. No, no, dude, dude I'm awful that. about it, Brett. I'm so you, terrible that's about like, it. That's like that's like checking Adrian Wojnarowski's tweets before before the NBA draft. Listen, I do it too. I do it too, Austin. But, but like, so this year the Titans are picking at twenty six. I'll I'll put my phone down from like pick twenty three on just because I don't want to risk the Titans getting spoiled. And see, for me too, the Titans one I always watch live. Yeah, and for me too, I have the the ESPN app and I feel the vibrations and I always think that it might be a text message or or something like that. But when the Titans are picking. I put it down because I know that if it's it's probably ESPN, it probably tells me who the pick is. So I'm I'm with you, Chris. I don't touch the phone. I dude, I, I've done it for for years now. I will say this, I and this is the God's honest truth. I didn't do it last year for the Califoli pick. I was upstairs with a few friends, and my wife was with me. She said, "Austin, you do it every single year. Put your phone down." I was like, "You know what? I will." I think it, it like shout right, like you said, shout out to Courtney. Like, I know, like you said, Chris, like it picked twenty five or whatever it was last year. Um, I put my phone down and I I didn't do it, and I watched Califoli get drafted. And so that's my – I don't even know if you call it a draft superstition. That's just what – I do it every single year. But do you guys have a draft superstition? Yeah, I think mine, mine's just pretty much the same as yours. I, uh, yep. I, I like, it's not really spoiling to me because, like, I'm not – I'm watching the draft, but I'm, I'm watching for all those other cool moments, right? Like, it's not just about sure. Goodell announcing the pick for me. Like, I'm watching for all the – the like recaps of the players and like little stories they throw in, you know, stuff like that. Like that's what interests me the most, not necessarily Goodell walking out there on stage and telling us who, who got drafted. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why it doesn't really bother me to have those picks spoiled unless it's the Titans. And then, like I said, um, I'm, I'm tuning in. I'm the phone is down. It's, it's put away. Even if I'm wearing like my Apple watch, like last year, I remember I actually took my Apple watch off. So I didn't look at like a notification. Um, Cause I didn't want it spoiled at all. So. I don't well, just, I, go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. I was just going to say, man, like I've the past couple of years, man, I've kind of been I a superstition because I feel like I'm always in a different place because like 2019, I was in Nashville for the draft. But then 2020, obviously, was COVID. Last year, I was in school still. Uh, one year, I had gone home the weekend of the draft and done that. This year, uh, it'll be actually really cool. I, don't, I haven't even told you guys this, I don't think. But uh, I'm going to be a part of 104.5 The Zone and Titans Radio's draft coverage on the live on air Thursday. And I won't be live on air, but I'll be doing a bunch of stuff uh, with them. So I'll, being a part of that will be really, really cool and it'll be something new. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and I guess it just goes into kind of being somewhere different every single year for the NFL draft. That's awesome. Yeah, that so awesome. I'm I'm right there with like I mean I've I've pretty much been I've lived in Nashville for 16 years now, and I've I've been in Nashville for every draft. I'm pretty sure, but this will be my first draft. I'm actually going on a work trip this week, um, so I'll be in. Uh, Desmond Ritter City, Cincinnati during the draft. <laughs> so, oh God! Of course <laughs> you will be. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it. you'd appreciate I that. Love it. 
um that is great. so yeah this uh, it's, it's gonna be wild having to watch watch it from a hotel room but you know i'm here for it yeah dude i don't even think it matters where you watch the draft from you know i think every nfl fan you're, you're gonna be tuned in dialed in to watch what your team does that night as long as you're watching that's all that matters um but I like going back just to, just to, to check in Twitter. Like it's like you say, Chris. It's the stuff like Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter. I think now are more on TV during draft night than they've ever been before in these last couple of years. Absolutely. But it, it's it's more of like the tweets they have of hey, these two teams are talking about a trade up. Well, the, the broadcast isn't going to tell you that as fast as Twitter will. So that's kind of why I always check it to see what's going on, what to, what 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 they're saying. Um, but it's also bad to point. just to just to tip picks and uh, see what those guys are tweeting beforehand because you know there is a, a delay on tv so they're always on twitter beforehand they know the picks before we actually yep. see it on the on the tv but um yeah that's that's my bad thing so i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i put my phone down before the titans pick if they pick thursday I'm night, saying, unless they the, trade unless that's they trade. the key if they pick thursday night i and that's kind of it's a good segue to kind of get in what we're gonna go to um you know, I, I feel like John Robinson definitely does want that second round pick back. I don't know how, if he does do it. And there's been a lot of talk. I've seen a lot of rumors swirling about no teams are really wanting to trade up right now. There's been no calls. Um, I saw that the Jags didn't have a, haven't gotten any calls with the first round, uh, the, for their first pick, which could be, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors or whatnot, but they could be, you know, they could be serious. I don't, I don't know if a lot of teams want to trade up right now. There's not, there's not a lot of, a lot of guys worth trading up for. So I think they kind of like where they're at and mistake, but maybe that night players do fall down the draft board and uh, a team comes up and gets, you know, calls John Robinson. Does he do it? I think he, he wants some picks back and definitely want to get a little later on in the draft. And it's a deeper, deeper draft for a, in a, different, a lot of different areas and, and Titans have a lot of needs. So I'll be interested to see it, but I say all that to say this, you know, we've talked about over these last few podcasts, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, uh, offensive line help, um, even even deeper than that. You know, we can talk about secondary and things like that. But um, what positions will could the Titans draft? Well, you know, what do you actually think that that their draft when it's all said and done, their draft uh, recap is going to look like? What positions? I think it's, I mean, it could be a barrage yeah. of positions. It really could. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I really don't think the pick will be defense. Um, I think this will be an offense-heavy draft completely for the Titans. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, I think it starts at wide receiver, right? Uh, we know there's a need there. Um, I, I think there's a lot of hope within the organization that some of these young guys uh, can can step up and, and be better and contribute, like Dez, uh, Fitzpatrick, and, and even Racy McMath. But um, – and Josh Malone. I mean, I, that's a guy they they signed earlier this offseason that they've kind of talked about. Um, but you know, I think it then then it rolls into all, offensive line, right? So uh, we know there's an opening at left guard. We know there's an opening at right tackle. Um, I'm I'm of the mindset that uh, Dylan Ray Duns uh, is going to earn that right tackle spot. I believe in him, and I think I think that's going to happen. Um, but then that left guard spot is a is a big glaring hole because Roger Saffold has kind of been the stalwart there the last few seasons. So um, it, it could be that spot. It could be quarterback, as we've heard talked about. Like there's a <laughs> there's a lot of things that really could happen in this first round for the Titans. 
Chris, oh. nobody's talked about quarterback. Oh, I, was just saying, I feel like you kind of threw that in there and give it to Austin a little bit. Listen, man, a lot of people are talking about quarterback for the Titans. <laughs> a lot. I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you crap. Oh man, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. Uh, I really think if it is defense, I think that's only if you go with there's like a stout linebacker there that you just can't pass up on. But other than that, yeah, I'm thinking it's got to be offense, whether it be uh, a wide receiver. In my mind, it's got to be wide receiver or offensive line, to be honest with you. Like, it could be anywhere, but that's – to me, those are your two biggest needs, and that's where you got to go, whether it be Traylon Burks or another receiver that's there or Zion that could be there on the offensive line or anything like that. Any of those guys, if they're there, those are guys that would be very hard to pass on, and those two positions are such an important need that I think that's where you got to look in the first round. I think John Robinson would be very naive to draft defense in the first round. I think he knows his roster. I mean, as it stands, the Titans have the third oldest offense in the league. They yeah. got to get younger on that side of the ball. Um, a lot of guys under under contract, uh, do, you know, pretty big contracts with with AJ going to have to get paid soon. Uh, you know, we still have Tana Hill's contract on the books. What happens there? We have no idea. So I don't want to speculate anything there yet. But as of now, Ryan Tannehill is still a Titan. Is he the guy moving forward? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but you got to think about that going forward. You got to get younger at that position, whether that is wide receiver or offensive line, uh, even tied in later on in the draft. Uh, but they got to fill some some voids and some holes on the offense if they want to compete in the AFC South one and then in the AFC as it is. We know how tough the AFC has gotten over this offseason. Um, it's only gotten more difficult than it was last year. So, they got to find a way to get more explosive on offense, get some more weapons for Tannehill, uh, get some 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 protection for, for Tannehill. So I think when it's all said and done, I would love to see a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, a tight end, um, a safety. I think losing Crookshank and just having some depth back there for even for special teams would would be uh, would be helpful. That'd be um, nice. Quarterback, I'm not disagreeing with the quarterback thing, and, Chris. And it's just not the one going, you love. Going back to your last point, Amani Hooker's in the last year of his deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you're either going to have to invest, you're going to have to invest money in him, or you're going to have to, you know, um, going to have to replace him soon. So, I mean, you can always get, you know, probably a pretty decent safety in the third or fourth round. But if, if there's I think a stud you have there, to invest you know, in Amani though. I think Amani's. He's really starting to come into his own. I think that's a guy that you got to at least keep around for another for another few years. I think I so as well. Yeah, I don't think I think so as well. And especially the guy that he plays right beside Kevin Byer, not afraid yeah. to uh, to restructure his contract to keep some guys around. He's done um, it multiple times. Exactly. So I think and I, I'm just speculating. I have no idea. How, you know, if this is even a thing. But I, I'm not even sure what the the contract that Amani Hooker would even call for. Um, I don't think you have to break the bank for him by any means, but no. um, I think he's definitely a guy when the Titans draft and we knew it was a steal and he's played definitely um, better than any of us imagined. So got to keep him around somehow, some way, but kind of talking about that, there's a safety who is, uh, I want to talk about draft crushes. I know we all have one, maybe a, a few. Um, one of mine is, is a safety actually. It's uh, Bubba Bolden from Miami. I th- I've watched him for a few years now holding down that Miami defense. They haven't been great by any means, um, but he's someone who's shined year after year and been very solid, a very tough physical safety 
Um, not afraid to make plays on the ball and on, you know, tackling as well. A captain for Miami. Um, kind of just does it all. He reminds me a lot of Elijah Moulton. And, you know, we, we thought when the Titans got him, that what a steal that was. Best player available. How did he drop so far? John Robinson got him. I would love if, if Bubba fell kind of the same way and, and John um, was able to draft him. But that's one of my draft crushes. Yeah, um, obviously, you don't know. Uh, my biggest draft crush is probably Desmond Ritter. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about him. Uh, but I do want to talk about uh, a guy that I think it could be very special at the next level. Uh, and that's Maryland tight end Chico Zimakonkwo. Uh, this dude is insanely talented. Um, four, five, two, 40. Uh, he's got a high vert. Like the guy, the guy is very physically talented, very athletic. Uh, and man, he, I, I don't know who to compare him to at the next level. Um, but he kind of, kind of gives me a little bit of like a more athletic Delaney vibe. Um, and he's he's a guy I've really I've watched a lot of of his his highlight tapes and stuff like that, and he's fun to watch. I like I like looking at the tight end position because it's definitely another place of need. Um, I I like Cal Katera at that position. Um, I he brings a lot to the table, but somebody that I've I've been watching for a couple of years and for a specific reason because I obviously I'm a Tennessee fan. For when it comes to college, but it's not necessarily a draft crush, but something that I'm somebody that I'm super intrigued by is Alante Taylor and what he can really bring to a defense because he helped turn that Tennessee team around last season. And really, he was really the only high points during the Jeremy Pruitt era in Rocky Top. But he's a good size, not necessarily the tallest guy, but he's super quick, super confident. He's got a lot of speed, he's got good hands for a D back, too, and he's not afraid to get physical. So I I don't know exactly where he's going to go in that draft, but he's somebody that can be very, very intriguing. And if you get him in a good spot, he's definitely somebody that could be considered a steal depending on where he gets picked up. I like that too. Um, Jelani Woods is another one that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were going to tight think, end route. I think Jelani Woods is going to be the first tight end off the board. That's a, that's a very good take. It's a hot take, but it's I a mean, very good take. Wh- but but NFL teams love the overly athletic, just rock star guy, and this is this guy's the most athletic tight end ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he he his his athleticism is just off the freaking charts, man. And so uh, I could definitely see him going being the first tight end off the board, just because I think somebody's going to fall in love with that. I agree. And I, dude, I, I just hate that the Titans are that second round pick because that, that, I mean, we could be talking about so many other players yeah. in the second round that the Titans could target. But, you know, most of these guys that we're naming may be gone by that point. I don't know if they make it to 90. Um, but again, who knows what happens come draft night? Maybe J Rob gets some picks back. Um, another one of my guys I love, and I've loved him for, for a very long time, John Mechie. I think John Mechie is going to make yeah. him team very, yeah. very, happy um i saw what he did at alabama you guys all saw what he did at alabama uh, he wasn't a Devonte smith you know he wasn't a jerry judy he's not one of those top guys but man do not sleep on the stats he put up at alabama and i wish i had wi-fi internet to, <laughs> to pull it up here um, but i don't at the moment but i know you know you can compare him to um the other guys with him. jameson williams he had better stats than jameson williams jameson williams probably is the better receiver 
um, much more skilled than, than Mechie, but I mean, John could do it all. He had okay. he had 96 catches for 1,142 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Damn. And he did get, you know, towards ACL, as mm-hmm. we know, but um, I don't think that's on, that on should Chris's scare favorite you. playing server. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, that's Mechie, another guy that – Mechie's a guy, you know, I really like him too. Uh, he's an absolute stud. My only concern with drafting like a, a hurt wide receiver like that is that we know A.J. misses games. Uh, and Robert Woods is co- coming in off of an injury, so um, it's a that's a lot of injury concern, I think, at the wide receiver position. But I mean, Mechie, I think, is a guy that's going to add a whole new dimension to a to an offense if he gets out there. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, just a few guys that I I definitely fell in love with, and not to mention Chris. This goes without saying, you know, Reed Blankenship. Shout out MTSU. Hope he gets drafted. Yeah. Most under most underrated uh, safety in the draft. So I, I was looking through a few websites and uh, just I, I searched safety uh, safety sleepers in the draft and I saw a few teams uh, fan written websites had blanket ship as a guy they liked too. So he's getting some love, some some pub publicity. So hopefully he, you know some team takes a shot on him. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a guy. Austin, you and I have talked about it. Um, He's a guy I could I could see being an absolute special teams ace for the, his whole career for ten years, you know. Hundred um, percent. Plus, I think I mean I think he'll he'll be able to play safety at the NFL level with. Um, I don't I don't know that he's a full time starter, but he could be. He could grow into one. He's a talented dude. Sure. Uh, I agree. Um, so, and I mean, when it comes to the draft, guys, there's there's guys that that fall out of the first round. We've seen it happen to the Titans, Harold Landry. Um, just as of late, Harold Landry, AJ Brown, um, a couple guys, Elijah Molden, things like that. And they're not first round picks by any means. But what I'm what I'm getting is that those guys fall out of the first round, uh, but also guys that maybe we didn't see as first round picks, and they were first round picks. And a few come to mind: Jordan Brooks here recently of the Seahawks is a guy that really nobody had in the first round grade, you know, radar. Seahawks draft him late in the first round. Um, I'll even go. This is a, as a soft subject with Isaiah Wilson. I don't think anybody really had the Titans getting Isaiah Wilson. And yeah. uh, he goes in the first round, and we see what, what happened there. But players like that. So is there a guy on y'all's radar that maybe nobody's talking about, you know, first round-wise that will be drafted in the first round? Yeah, I think there's a, a wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Uh, and, you know, I, I have actually seen him at the end of a, a few uh, first rounds, but – the majority, I think, have him as a second rounder, and that's Sky Moore. Um, this dude, I, I've seen him compared. I think the best comparison I've seen is faster Golden Tate. Uh, mm. He just seems like the kind of guy that's that's going to make a, a quarterback really happy at the NFL level, uh, be able to get open on a quick break through the slot and and get you some yards and first downs. Um, I think I think somebody's going to really value that skill set. Uh, for me. I- because, because I mean, we we talked about it earlier. How there's no, there's just nobody really that like the NFL teams are just just like clamoring for in this draft. But this guy will not go in the first round. But for me, somebody that another guy that I'm intrigued by, but somebody else that I think teams could trade up for is uh, Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama. And Tolbert mm. was a dog last year in the Sun Belt Conference. He was fantastic for the Jaguars. He he was by far the the best receiver all season last year in the Sun Belt and I think that that's somebody – He, like I said, he won't go in the first round, 
but he could go, you know, late second, early third. He could maybe go mid second, but that that late day two, somebody could be very, very happy when they pick up Jalen Tolbert. I'm actually gonna go wide receiver as well. Um, a different one than 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 those, but George Pickens out of Georgia. Man, oh man. Um, this, this is a guy that was ranked a top 25 player in the country coming out of high school. Uh, number four receiver in his class. And, you know, he did a lot of good things at, at Georgia. He missed most of the 2021 season with that, that knee injury. But, dude, he's got such good ball control, uh, body control, quickness. He's a good route runner. He's raw. But, I mean, a team like the Packers or Chiefs at the end of the first round that definitely need receivers may take a shot on this kid because he's just so electric with the ball in his hand. So, George Pickens, I mean, there's used, I mean, from what I've seen him getting mocked at, it's it's early second, middle of the second round. I think he's somebody that could kind of slide in that, that in the first range. He's got the talent. Just yep. I mean, for me, like we we saw some of the reports that came out about him today. I've always kind of had that feeling about him. I don't know if y'all remember, but it was, I think it might have been two seasons ago. Uh, in the Georgia-Tennessee game when one of the Tennessee players got tackled on the sideline, he just started pouring a water bottle on him for no reason uh, <laughs> and got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And then some of the some of the pre-draft interviews we've heard, to me, like, yes, I agree he can go up in that first round, but I've just always kind of had this feeling about him that I, I need to see more, if I'm being honest. And it's more so just kind of off the field stuff. Is he mature enough? Can you know? Is he, is he a guy you actually want in your locker room? Um, is he right. coachable? That kind of thing. Uh, we know he can play um, when he when he's on the field, but it, it's that uh, the other stuff matters when you're in the league. Um, we've seen it happen yeah. with another Georgia guy, Isaiah Wilson. The guy was a complete lunatic and psychopath off the field. Uh, he was a monster <laughs> on the field, an absolute beast, but uh, he was not all there in the head. And so, yeah, it's I mean, the, the stuff the talent- you have to think about. When you draft the a talent like for that. Pickens is there. Like, I mean, if you if you play at Hooper High School, or if you start at Hooper High School, you're already good enough. And then if yeah. you go from there straight to Georgia and start there uh, immediately, the talent is not a question at all. Like you said, Austin, it's just if the mindset and the off the field stuff is going to determine where he can go and how long he can stay in the league. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and. You know, just in the Titans case, I think uh, the Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson situation has made that a massive priority for this front office. So if there are any concerns there, I think he's probably off of the Titans board. I would think so as well. And there's a lot of other receivers that the Titans can circle and look at, go after that that have – it's just a deep water receiver class. So I think if, if you don't want to reach for for uh, George Pickens, you can find another guy. They, I mean, they, they settled on Des Fitzpatrick last year, so I think they could probably find another guy yeah. um, somewhere on this uh, on this big board. Um, something else I want to get to you guys about and talk to you about, we know draft night is, is, is fascinating at the top. You know, we see trades happen all the time. Um, more so of picks than anything, um, you know, trading picks and, and whatnot. But is this the year we actually see a draft night, kind of a mega trade, where it is a quarterback getting traded during the night, uh, hence uh, Baker Mayfield or a Jimmy guess, G yeah. or, a, or a DK? Or is it even – is it going to be Debo? I know John Lynch said that he has no intention, has no plans to trade Debo Samuel, but that is talk. If, you know, if, if somebody calls for the right price of Debo Samuel – Will they trade him? It's just things like that. So, do you all see anything like that happen? I, I feel like teams are kind of scared to do it this year because, like, there's been no talk about it. I mean, 
right now, my my honest answer would be no. Yeah. Um, just because I, I truly feel like teams are, are super nervous this year because, like, you know, three months ago, Baker didn't want to go to Carolina. Carolina didn't want Baker. And all of a sudden, they might agree to, to go with each other. But that's because both of them realize that they probably need each other, but they don't quite want to commit to it yet. And I think that's what a lot of, a lot of other teams are scared about, too. It's like we said earlier, this draft is not quite as deep as some positions. So they feel like they need to hold on to some of their core players, at least through this draft, before they even get into next season. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I I think that obviously there's a possibility that it happens, but I don't think it does. Uh, I think we, you know, just based on some news we heard today with the Packers, you know, maybe a, a Darren Waller trade uh, comes to fruition. But um, other than that, I, I don't know that the, you know, I don't know that Baker actually gets traded. Um, Debo, I think Debo, the team kind of feels the way the Titans feel about AJ, right? Like, they want him there. Um, so if if they can figure that out, I think that's priority number one. Otherwise, if Debo gets traded, I think it's later in the summer. Um, but, you know, it, anything could happen, especially in this wild year of us not having any idea of who the number one draft pick is, you know? Yeah. The whole it's Debo already been thing. In, it's already been insane offseason, too, so I might as well add to it. Yeah, agreed. The whole Debo thing has kind of been um, confusing to me. I don't really know where it all came from, um, why he wanted out of San Fran, why he has no, you know, there was rumors of he had no, the, the 49ers have been calling for a deal and Debo just doesn't want to make a deal. So it all kind of has been confusing to me in itself of, of what happened. Is there stuff that we don't know about? I, th- I think Debo just realized uh, how less valuable uh, a $25 million contract is in California versus other states. Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me too because Debo. I mean, okay, question, and I'll go through my point first. But he was so valuable with what he did for the 49ers, and he even called himself a wide back for what he brought to that team. But there were reports out there that he wanted to be more of a true wide receiver. But I don't know if he's worth twenty-five million dollars as a just a true wide receiver versus rather being like a, a Cordero Patterson type player. Maybe Cordero is more like a Debo type player, if you want to put it that way. But, like, yeah. if he wants to be just that wide receiver only, do you think that diminishes his – I'm sorry, diminishes his value when it comes to a contract term? It's a good question. It almost, like, makes you think is it, it's kind of – he's one of one. Right. I don't, yeah. At least I don't remember of, of anybody ever kind of being in his position of, of doing no. both as well as he is and so young to – um, so it's kind of like he's setting the market and kind of changing the narrative. A wide receiver can do a lot of things. They can play running back. You can yeah. you can line him up in all over the field. He's kind of doing that, you know. And now we're talking about AJ Brown should do the Debo thing, and this player should do the Debo thing, and yada yada yada. So Debo's kind of making a name for himself in his own way, and really not even on purpose. So now he's wanting, he's, to, get, want, wanting to get paid like it. And he's kind of creating a new position, right? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. this ha- yeah. this hybrid position is, is like you're saying. There's no one ever really have done it this successfully. Uh, Cordero Patterson is one that's that's done it to some extent, but no one's ever done it this successfully. I mean, you take away the Russian stats, and and Debo still had 1,400 yards receiving. Uh, yeah. Like that, his stat line last year was insane. Um, so he can. I mean, he's. I think he's proven he can be a straight up wide receiver, but. He's making this. He's making this whole new, bringing this whole new perspective to the game with this this wide back, as he called it, uh, position that that he's kind of creating on his own. 
another name that came to mind, um, Ty Montgomery. I'm pretty sure did this yeah. for a little bit as well. He did. Yeah. Shoot, the Titans, the Titans tried it with Jonah Smith for a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. And it kind of yeah. worried. I kind of liked it when they did that, honestly. I think it's fascinating. I think they should do a lot more. Um, Just don't do know, it with Adore Jackson. I think I think Adore would have been perfect. They just didn't do it the right way. Um, Yeah, I agree with that. So you know, anywho, but all in all, I don't think we've seen any draft night trades. I really don't. Like you guys said as well, Um, I'll be very shocked if if we do. Um, But I do have a few hot takes for you guys. I don't know if y'all have any draft hot takes as well. Um, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, and I'll be interested to see what you guys say as well, um, your hot takes, when Rhett was on with us. Um, I think the Lions do some crazy stuff this draft. They had the second pick, the 32nd pick. Uh, we know how crazy Dan Campbell is. I think they take a, I think they take a quarterback. I just don't know when. Whoa. My hot take is that they take Malik Willis Ooh. with the number two pick. Oh, wow. Number two. The wow. second overall pick is Malik wow. Willis to the Lions. So that's my high take. Uh, I'm going to go with – let's see, we got one, two. I don't know if this would be considered – do you think – any other draft, no. But this draft, do you think three quarterbacks in the first round would be considered a hot take? No. I think I think three is the number. I think so okay. too. Okay, then I'll go with that. That's, that's going to be mine because I've seen mock drafts where there's been – Two taken. Absolutely, mock draft. So there's been zero taken. So uh, I'm going to go with three in the first round. I think the Titans like draft Desmond Ritter in the first round. <laughs> Is that hot enough? Man, for I can um, wait for the podcast if that happens. Listen, uh, I, I do want. I do want to just kind of talk <laughs> about this for a minute because I keep seeing things about there's no chance the Titans draft a quarterback this year. When, who was the last first round first round pick of the John Robinson era to start more than ten games in his in his rookie year? First round, yeah, oh, Jack Conklin. Uh, year after him, Adoree Jackson. That's a that that was a good guess, though, Austin. Yeah, Adoree actually started every game, I believe, his rookie year. Wow. Um, but I mean, that's that, that's been five years ago, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, man, that's it's, wild. They, they don't put the value that people think they do in in an instant contributor with a first round pick. I mean, we saw it. They we had no idea that Jeffrey Simmons was going to end up playing. What did he play? Eight games, seven games, something. Yeah, like the that. Char- the Chargers game was his first one. Yeah, I mean, no one knew that he would be back as soon as he was, and they were they were fine with that. Like, if he missed the whole season, they would have been fine with that. Same yeah. thing with Caleb Farley last year. Like, they didn't know when he'd be back, but they were fine with letting him, you know, heal and, and be ready to go. Um, it just happened to have a different, you know, a different injury pop up that, that was unexpected. Um, I I don't think that John Robinson is coming into this draft saying, I need a day one starter at right tackle or I need a day one starter at wide receiver. I think he's going to go out and he's going to draft the the best player for the future of this team. And I think if he thinks it's a quarterback, that's what he'll take. Um, and so fans who keep saying, there's no way the Titans draft a quarterback. They need somebody to start right now. That ain't how it is. That ain't how it goes yeah. with the Titans. Um, so 
I, I, I think people need to get that perspective out of their head. Uh, uh, I and, agree and, with that. And, and just realize that we may, we may see a guy drafted that doesn't play a single snap this year. And if that's yeah. the case, it, that's how it is. You know, Dylan Ray Dunn's pretty much redshirted as a second-round pick last year, and that's fine. Hopefully he's your, your day-one starter at right tackle to start his second year, you know? Um, Caleb Farley is hopefully your day-one starter at cornerback to start his second year. There's, I, I think John Robinson's going to do what John Robinson thinks is best for the Titans, and I think he's preparing for the future post-Ryan Tannehill at some point. It may be yes. – it may be a third round pick. It may be Sam Howell. It, you know, it could be somebody else that slips. It could be a, it could be trading next year's first to get back into the second. Who knows? Um, but I think, I think quarterback will probably be addressed in this draft. And I think it'll be sooner than people think. I think one of the things that really helps John Robinson in this point, because we mentioned the lack of depth for some positions. I honestly think that's a strength of John Robinson because he he I mean we know how far he he dives into scouting and stuff like that, but he has always found that diamond in the rough, whether it be in the late rounds or early on, or just a guy that people don't think is going to be quite that guy. And he's always been good about finding that guy, and so I think that's something that's a a strong point for the Titans in this draft is because you're like okay, we don't know where Jacksonville's going, we don't know who's going to go at fifteen. That uh, for me, that almost makes him more comfortable with what J. Roth has done because we've seen him do it in drafts like this before. And remember, this is a guy in John Robinson who uh, just led a team that finished first in the AFC while playing the most players in NFL history. Correct. Um, so he can find depth off the street if he needs to. Uh, we know he's, he's really good at yeah. finding. He's really good at finding uh, the the undrafted free agent. You know, quality yep. undrafted free agents. Um, so I, he's going to do he's going to do what what he thinks is best for the future and not for twenty twenty two. What he did what he did with the running back position last year says says enough for me. I agree uh, on that point, Brett. I do. Going back to what you said, Chris, uh, I want to talk about the notion that. John Robinson, what, if you got to buy into what he does, okay? I think we all know that by now. If, you, if you're not buying into what John Robinson does, then you're not really a, t- a Titans fan. Let's just be real. He's done a lot of questionable moves that have, have worked out and some that, that haven't. So if it is quarterback, and you know, I've, I've been on the record of saying this, I, I would not be happy with the first-round quarterback. I'm just not sold on any of these guys. But if John Robinson sees that this player, whether it's Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howe, whatever it is, if he believes that this is the guy of the future, I'm behind him. I have to be. Who am I to say that I don't know what I, – I'm a, I'm a 27-year-old man. that does, I have not scouted football in my life. This man does it for a living. So he may see something that is murder that I don't. And so if he's the guy, then so be it. I'm on the Desmond murder train. But as of right now, I think there are other positions of need in the first round, and quarterback is not that. But once Desmond Ritter is the pick, Chris, I will. I will. I told you, I'm buying you a jersey. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I'll be on the Ritter, the Ritter bandwagon. We'll have to have a nickname for Ritter. I don't know what and, it is. And, I, but and let's also remember with these quarterbacks, like as as we've talked about before, like situation is so important, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's if it. Mahomes, 
if Mahomes didn't end up under Andy Reid and get to sit for a year behind Alex Smith, uh, who has similar qualities to, you know, his game. He's not, obviously, Alex Smith is not as good as Pat Mahomes. Uh, but they have similar qualities to their, how they play football. Like, that was a perfect situation for Pat Mahomes. A Desmond Ritter or someone like him in this draft could be coming into a perfect situation. Uh, specifically, I just want to talk about Ritter. Like, he models his game after Tannehill. If he can come in here and sit for a year, learn Tannehill's good qualities, uh, and, and get better at the NFL level, then he's coming into a situation that's setting him up for success. Um, so, I mean, if we can, if, if you got it, if you look at it that way as well, like you're, you're not just drafting a, a quarterback and letting him set for a year, you're drafting a quarterback and investing in him for a year. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a whole different, it's a whole different perspective on things. All right. So let's, it, it takes us to this, um, our final predictions for Thursday night. What? Will John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, Amy Adamstrong, what have they been cooking up in the lab? What have they been talking about? I know it's going to – some of these things happen the night of. You know, that you can't you can't predict what happens. Um, this is on a whim. You know, things may change as the night goes on. But let's say, as of right now, Chris, your gut, what do the Titans do with their their, their first pick? Um, I th- actually – Think they hold and draft Desmond Ritter. Okay. And you've been on I, that train for a while now. Yeah, so I'm yeah. glad you're sticking with it. I'm glad you, you are fully buying into Ritter and that the Titans hit a quarterback, and that's your guy. So I'm, I'm all about that. Brett, what about you? I think they hold, and I think they draft Traylon Burks, a wide receiver. Love that. Which would not Love disappoint that. me. Would not, not at disappoint all. me at all. I, I'm, I have a – scheduled for, for Thursday and just kind of like my dream you know I'll be very happy if this happens I'll be disappointed if this happens and I'll be devastated if this happens um and one of them is is Traylon Burks and that I would love if that's the pick I think I've been on the record saying I think wide receiver is definitely a, a need a bigger need than we think um if we just think about A.J. Brown going out again for for x amount of games we're gonna have a duo of, of Robert Woods coming off an ACL and then NWI again. And I, that's just that's just a duo that, that doesn't sit right with me, especially knowing how much Tannehill struggled last season. So I think a wide receiver in the first makes a ton of sense in a deep wide receiver class. It's just got to be the right one. So that's Traylon Burks, Chris Olave. Um, I'll be happy with both of those. We know how big of a need offensive line is too, um, interior and at that tackle spot. Trading back would be a dream as well. But um, I'm with you, Brett. Traylon Burks is the pick for me as well. Yeah. Dog. That's, that's, he's a dog, bro. He is, man. He's a, he's a mini A.J. Brown. I don't know if you call him mini. The guy's 6'2", 225. He's a monster. Man, he's a, he's a big you boy. Throw, <laughs> you throw him, A.J. Brown, and Bobby Trees out there at the one, two, three, and you throw NWI at the four, sign Come me on. up. Come on. Sign me up. So – I'm excited, man, and I can't wait for us to come back on here in a week, talk about it all and, and kind of what went down and, and uh, how it's all going to shake out. But draft draft night, draft weekend is one of the best. I watched from pick one to pick 250. Was it 253? 256? Uh, 256. We should have Ryan Tuck up. 256. I think it's 256. It just sounds right to me. 
Um, I watched it all. There's such great stories in between, like you said at the beginning, Chris. Um, there's guys like I mean, the, the punter from San Diego State. I can't wait to see where he goes. I mean, he's like the best punter oh, of man. all time in college Look, football. I actually saw, I believe it was Matt Miller said that if you threw positions and and like position value and all that out the window, he would be the number one overall pick. He's that talented. That's why. <laughs> I'm serious. I think he's that. I mean, like, that's, we know, like, no bullshit. A punter is a need for the Titans after Kern. Like, we know he's like on his last stint with the Titans. Yeah. If they drafted a punter, Matt Arraiz, Matt Arraiz, I think his name is. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I don't know how high Matt Arraiz is going to go, but I wouldn't be mad at it. Hopefully uh, not second round uh, for the Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneers like that kicker did. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. I'm pumped. I'm very excited. I know you guys are too. Um, yep. It's going to be interesting. I mean, so many things that can, could happen um, for the Titans, for a lot of teams, but it's all going to go down. This weekend in Las Vegas, um, a very, very good site for the draft. Hope he gets back to Nashville pretty soon. But um, we appreciate you listening, as always. Again, get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Make sure you subscribe and listen to the podcast um, wherever you get podcasts. For Brett Bachelor, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate y'all, as always. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.